The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Anyway, she goes to bed. I open up a box out of apartments. I light up. I call myself a cognac. Uh, and I watch the 14 fists of McCluskey. <laughs> what a picture. Yo, homie, is that my briefcase? And start asking the right fucking questions. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rum and Rant. One Heat Minute Patreon exclusive podcast. I am your host, Blake Howard. It is very early in the morning here, but I would very much like to wake up shirtless and see both of these two men in a G-string about to walk out on me in some unknown town in a part of America (laughs) that I can't explain for this very fleeting moment because I hear about a man I used to investigate from the Iraq war on the news, having taken out a few people in Pittsburgh. I'm, of course, talking about the Peter O'Toole of podcasting. It is Rob Belushi. Welcome back, <laughs> Rob. And Thank you. The one, the only, the incredible Bostonian film critic. And you know what? The tragically underdone by the goddamn Philadelphia, Phil- I think it's Philadelphia Weekly, was it? Years ago, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I can't find the freaking <laughs> original review that he did of this movie from that dirtbag organization i can only find a snippet of it the legendary sean burns how are you my friend yeah yeah they got 
bought out by an alt-right hedge fund and it wiped out all their archives because they just <laughs> investigative reporting about you know tragedy um i'm of course getting these two gentlemen to come back because i i feel like it's i don't know like yearly since this movie came out that i want to talk about it it's one of those movies that's completely stuck around and i have been like teased by my wife so many times like are we doing this again are we watching jack reacher again and i finally won her over because she kind of like she really liked the new tv show which i i enjoyed too but i i certainly think it owes way more to this movie than i think uh that anyone would like to say but like what was it about 2012's jack reacher with tom cruise drinking blood from a boot, asking if your sister's a good kisser, Burns, that uh, you're a big fan of? Because I, I, uh, I, I need to know. Well, it was like, this was like a weird spot for Cruz, right? Because he had had, you know, he'd fallen from grace and there was like Ghost Protocol was the Christmas before. Yes. I remember this film did not do particularly well. No. Like it was, I think it was in the wrong release slot personally, but it also came out right after a mass shooting, which is every week. So uh, people <laughs> oh didn't, God. people didn't like the beginning, but, um, you know, it was just such a no bullshit, just straight ahead pot boiler, like no frills, pure craft, you know, slam bam. Thank you, man. But, you know, I want more movies like this. There used to be lots of movies like this. Yeah. This used to be kind of the baseline for action films. And now it seems like this precious anomaly. I love what you say, too, because this is absolutely when, when I was watching last night again, I was like, this is no bullshit Tom Cruise. Like yes. <laughs> he plays Jack Reacher where he's he doesn't care if you like him or not. And he's charming, but he's not like likable per se. And um, I was just like thinking like, man, take this from color of money or, you know, even even the mission impossible. Like he's just, he's a man on a mission with incredible um, motivations. This guy, he's just like, he's there to get the job done. He doesn't care how you feel about it. And he's a little funny too, you know, (laughs) he's a very, this is funny. It's so funny. I, I, I howl at all those really wildly inappropriate jokes i thoroughly enjoy it but no i think what you said burns is like the craft right the craft is just so slick in this movie everything is so beautifully composed and just even the little the little stylistic flair of one of my favorite shots i just keep going back to it i rewound it like three or four times when i was watching it again yesterday is that shot of him taking hold of the sniper rifle and then getting into position just like rolling from his side onto the, and just like little, there's all these little lovely touches like this in this movie. Um, and, you know, we were both joking. Oh, I think all three of us were texting, joking about Gunny and Robert Duvall. Like any movie that Robert Duvall can just turn up in is a great movie. It just doesn't, like they're just that He shows good. up so late, you forget he's going to be in it. Yeah, all the time. Every time you forget. And he's just in it and you're like, oh, this is perfect. This is just magical. It's also he doesn't do it as much anymore, but I mean, Cruz used to have this wonderful rapport with the previous generation of actors. You know, you'd see him with like not just Newman, but like Dustin Hoffman or Jack Nicholson or, you know, and then Duval in Days of Thunder. And then again here. Yeah, but it really also, perks up when he's with Duval. Oh, yeah. 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 And the, it it's so great, too. He does, too. Uh, the movie does so, such a great job because like in that moment with the the sniper rifle is, is a great example of how 
he continues to let the story go. And there's moments where there are no tension and Macquarie just like in the background, you see a dude coming out of the, you know, the, the gun shop walking towards you. And there's just nothing happens. There's just a little bit of tension. And the same when they're in the, they're walking in that white hallway after she talks, after Roden talks for her father about Liebendauer, there's just a dude uh, doing the floors and then he disappears. And it's like, there's tension throughout that they just continue to build to play off with these, you know, fun moments. And also the gift of Duvall is great. It's this movie gives gifts every, you know, half hour, like 44 <laughs> minutes in, we see Werner Herzog in the shadows, like a Ukrainian Nosferatu, you know, and then half an hour later is that vampiric uh, empty, ta- empty Metro area monster movie car chase. And then we get Duval, you know, coming in half an hour after that. It's just you keep perking up at, at the delightful surprises. I love I was watching interviews with Werner talking about doing this movie. He goes, he goes, I I I knew my accent was just okay. I didn't have to do a Russian accent and I really enjoyed acting like a base uh like a base disgusting no emotion humor like he had all these like amazing acronyms for like and like and synonyms for like being a disgusting human and he was just like i was like man i could just watch this guy do anything talk about anything read the phone book he's just the greatest of all time and what's even more adorable is that he used to what he liked to watch he'd go there on set on days like the zek would just be on set like when they were shooting lee child who pops up as the cameo of the the cop handing back um reaches uh you know his possessions which is a toothbrush a water cash and his passport um that's actually lee child the author and like there's photos of herzog on set just hanging out watching them do what they do I, I'm, he I'm loves this movie yeah it's a great movie he was uh when he was at the coolest corner theater out here for a day he just kept bringing it up Whenever someone would talk about something else, he's like, you know, I tried to kill Tom Cruise in a movie. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. I um, love that he that he was there to the, also Lee Child like nods his head pretty much, confirming that all cops vote Republican in that moment too. Like, yeah. yep. yep. <laughs> I'm like, what is what a strange moment to come in. <laughs> like, <laughs> is that you, Lee? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, I want to tell you guys a funny story about this. This was one of, um, so Garth Franklin, my very, very good friend who you guys know virtually. Um, and I met around the time that this movie came out back in 2012 and we did an interview with Macquarie. It was one of the rare ones that he'd come out to Australia. I think they were like trying to save this movie from itself, basically. So Macquarie came out to do interviews and Garth and I were talking to him and I won't mention the journalist's name, but there was a journalist that was with us who is an older gentleman and just had a massive frothy heart on for everything that was Rosamund Pike. And he just kept asking Chris Macquarie these questions like, oh, tell us about where you found this amazing Rosamund Pike and Garth, a gay man and me, well, questionable. Um, and, uh, we're just kind of looking at each other. Like, I think it was like a formation of a friendship. Like, can you ask Macquarie a question about this really 
great film without being a pervy creep on Rosamund Pike for this entire interview. And it was kind of beautiful because we both were just like getting increasingly perplexed about um, everything this guy was asking. And it was very fun in that moment to be like, okay, I think I made a friend because we were both equally grossed out by this guy's cringe questions. Of like, did you never see James Bond movies in the 90s? Like, what, what's yeah. wrong with them? <laughs> sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, she's not very good in it, too. <laughs> Watching it again, it always it's the biggest speed bump for me when she realizes her father might be in on it. Then she does that, pulls that face like, I've gotten this information under my name and the eyes bulge out. And I'm like, that's the best take you got, honey. Yeah, it's that we're going for that. I, lo- I like her, though. I mean, I'm, I'm softer like on her. Was... Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not as hot on her. I think she's good. I thought they put her in such a, um, you know, and obviously this is totally opinion, but like I kind of ride with her, um, her performances, you know, just it's, I I didn't, I haven't caught how like noir it is until recently, which is, you know, I'm an idiot, obviously, but (laughs) I kind of found her as like the innocence, you know, she's the blonde, she's not the femme fatale, but you know, you don't know what's up with her. And is she playing innocent or is she really innocent? Like, I don't know. I gave her the benefit of the doubt a little bit. I tend to enjoy her. I like her in the, this scene a lot where she's on the phone and, and uh, Richard's telling her to, you know, report my car stolen or not. And I like her in the motel where she, you know, assumes what we all are going to assume that, he thinks they're going to make love, which is one of my low pro favorite things about this movie is that they don't smash. Like, I don't know why <laughs> I just dig it. Like, it's not about that. It's, it's all pass and no smash. It, yes, well, Tom Cruise stopped I, having sex in movies like 15 years ago, right? Like yeah. since then he's become this like neutered messianic figure. Like <laughs> yeah. Platonic friends with Rebecca Ferguson. <laughs> That's that is hard to figure out she's incredible but, i don't um, know how you couldn't demand a sex scene when you see her in the yellow dress in rogue nation i'm just not sure but <laughs> i know what the movies are i accept that but you know that's that's part of the movie that's in my imagination that's i'm um, just like a, and i figure it's you know he's just he's so smart about international funding in movies he's like oh. well i can't fuck her because it won't play in china yeah like he that's his producer brain is too good at this point. He's like, I know how to make a, I know how to make an entertaining family friendly blockbuster. That's not going to have any of these problems. So we're not even going to write the scenes anymore to do that sort of stuff. Yeah. That weird Again, like, though, Top Gun sex scene where they have their clothes on. <laughs> yeah. But I think, but he again, knew, I, I think he knew, I think he knew it was all smash for Jennifer Connelly. Like she is a yeah. she is a vintage car, my friends, and holy right. But they like wake up with their clothes on. It's strange. Like, it's... like did they ever get undressed? <laughs> Again, I for 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 Jack Reacher, like I really liked it. I, I thought it made their their relationship more interesting than me. Like it said to me, and you know, all outside producing aside, just you know, the text is like it said to me that they were in this very peculiar and high stakes and strange position. And the relationship was so um, jumbled and forced together that they were trying to figure it out moment to moment. And that final hand on her shoulder 
and the the smiling at the end when Gunny says, get her number, you know, like there could have been something there moving past, but I, I thought it, it made it interesting for me, but I'm a dilettante in a neophyte. So I defer to, uh, no, it's also it. funny. I'd forgotten that like every woman in this movie is just slobbering over him whenever he Yes, wants. constantly. The first shot <laughs> when he pays for his drink. It should that that young, beautiful girl so perfectly is smacking her gum and swooning at him as he walks out of the diner. I was like I loved it. I no, I it. thought that I thought where's where's the one girl that doesn't, which I quite enjoyed. He's in the bar. It's just before he meets Sandy. It's like, there's like, cause I, I always had that like in my memory, but there's the girl at the bar and he like holds his plate and he's actually like giving her a look, the girl at the bar and she I, kind of looks at him and she I just walks that, away. I read that though. She gives like a head, like, oh. a, you know, body language kind of like exposing the neck to him <laughs> as if like, you're interesting, you know, and then walks away cause she's busy. Like I even, for me, that coded, she sees him. She sees Tom Cruise. You I, know? Thought that, I thought that was the one moment that, she, that they weren't seeing him because everyone else is absolutely <laughs> like that great scene with Rosamund Pike when he goes to give her the car keys. Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, oh, and he's like, see you tomorrow, 7 a.m. And she's like, oh, okay, yep, sure. See, so, your ability to read come on tactics is now now i understand why you and i haven't hooked up i would have missed every one of your signals rob i would have missed them all i'm too I'm you, keep not te- you keep texting me back these nudes are funny bro and i'm like <laughs> uh, heartbroken <laughs> oh. i love but i i also love there's so many um there's a few aussies in here there's like a there's a Obviously, Jai Courtney, this is when he's on the way up, which is terrific. You've got Richard Jenkins. We haven't even spoke about Jenkins. He's great in this. Just, again, being so like, um, he's kind of great at, like, being effortlessly complex or slimy. Like, you never quite know. Like, he does play phenomenal straight-down-the-line characters, but he's got to kind of – he's here just to be a bit of a – almost like a, I don't know, three-dimensional red herring, I guess, because you see him straight away and you're like, oh, he's probably in on it. Like, it's it's one of those things. But I think he does so well. And David Awelio is just, oh, my God, he's fantastic. He's great. And they said, even Macquarie, I was um, talking to him, he's like, the first day that he walked on set, he just looked like, he's like, he looks like Sidney Poitier just stumbled out of the set of in the heat of the night and just walked straight into our movie. He's like, this is like, we knew we were in the right area with some of our casting when they just walk into the set and they just bring some kind of energy from, a, I guess, a movie from the, the days past. And I watched it this recent time with that in my head. And I was like, man, he's just great. He's just so good. Why can't he do more movies like this? Doesn't always have to do the Selmas. He can do more <laughs> movies like this. It is funny, like right after this movie, he and Rosamund Pike like blew up. It was like the next year, right? It was yeah, massive, massive. Because she she has he a was... baby, and then she goes and does um, Gone Girl. Not too long after that, he was so good, and Richard Jenkins is so great. Like watching him, you see after you see the movie a couple times, you know that he just shows up and he's just fully playing that. You know, his daughter is he's concerned about his daughter. That's all he's playing. And the movie around it constructs all this doubt. So it makes his performance so layered and and the the stronger he plays just his 
really basic given circumstances. Like this guy killed these people and my daughter is a hopeless optimist who's destined to failure. It, it just gives his, his uh, performance such a breezy, casual, and believable effect, it, which ter- makes it kind of menacing, you know? I yeah, also you guys read the books before? I've I read, read all, all the I've, books I've, three times really? each. I was gonna say yes. I haven't read them. All. I haven't read them all. I'm I've, I'm about I've probably read about five or six, but I they they seemingly haven't. I can't find any good bookstores in Australia anymore. I have to go online and buy them. But like I I want to like get, see the sequence of them because I actually don't know which ones are which. So I've got I've done the one shot and I did the Killing Floor, which is the the TV series one. is one, and I've done like a couple others. But I I off off the top of my head I haven't read them, but. It, I know so many people who are like massive fans. Are you a fan, Burns? Yeah, I, I before the movie came out, I read a whole bunch of them. I was working at a bookstore. Oh, so great. I have no idea which ones I've read because they all have these interchangeable generic titles. <laughs> the persuader. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And I'm oh, this is the one where Jack Reacher's smarter than everybody. And he's all, <laughs> they're all kind of the same book. So I start reading and I'm like, I think I read this one. I don't know. Like I should have written it down or something. But I liked I've it. And I thought it was a weird controversy that Tom Cruise wasn't tall enough. Like that was just a it very seems, silly. It's so silly. It's the dumbest fucking thing in the whole world. I. It's. It's yeah. also people are really upset about it. But I don't get like, it. Like the new guy. So I like the new show. It's. I. I definitely don't think it's as good as this film. But I like the new show. It's entertaining enough. I remember that snippet of your great review, Sean, that I was reading was like. This thing feels like an episode of a 70s TV show, and that's all right with me. Like, and I'm yeah. like, that's exactly, yes, yes. Like, more of this, please. Thank you. <laughs> you, you cinema could do well with it. Um, but I, the whole Tom Cruise thing, this must have been at a time where people that were fever pitch against him, they were just against him. Like, I said, Jack Reach is great. Nah, hate it. Can't, can't watch Tom Cruise. I'm like, what do you mean? You can't watch The Color of Money. You can't watch Top Gun. You can't watch, like, you just little li- do the list. You can't watch Eyes Wide Shut. You can't watch, just bang, 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 bang. Collateral even. Nah, nah, nah. Can't watch a mission. What are you talking about? And so he- here this movie was at that peak time, I think. Now I think it's we're just cresting out of it for, like, a general public. But the movie fans were always like, yeah, he's a weird guy. But sterile, he- if you read anything about any filmmaker ever, Lots of them are weird. <laughs> and, right. and Tom Cruise is perfect. I don't have to hang out with these people. I just watch the movies. I just watch <laughs> the movies and I turn it off and I go back and live my life. Okay. Right. Um, but yeah, I have no I, investment in their personal behavior whatsoever. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I could give a shit. But he's, he, I think it's this weird peak hate of Cruise at this time. People were just like, nah, not having it. Nah, mm-hmm. not having it. It's so weird. And then his height became everything. And I'm like, and that's where, where I watched the new TV show and I was like, even if they didn't mean to, stylistically, they tried to emulate the movie so hard. The only thing that they did differently was have a massive six foot five shredded guy who takes his shirt off way more regularly than Tom Cruise. And that would like convince my wife to watch that show religiously over and over again. Just be like, oh my God, he's beautiful. As well as being very smart and sardonic and funny. Yeah, I don't know if he sells the smart part so much as the tall part. Yeah, the tall and beautiful. <laughs> yeah, whenever he's trying to think, I'm like, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and t- he leans 
he definitely leans into like the funny or reverent side of the character. And I, I think I love I love the show too. I thought it was great fun and a good um you know adapt adaptation of the novel. But um this other, you know, what I love about Tom Cruise height withstanding, and I am five seven, so you know, but I thought what they did with his fighting um really made up for his size, just the brutality of the way a Jack Creature fights in the novels. I thought Tom Cruise and the stunt coordinators did a great job. And yeah, I thought the action in knee, Jack Creature knee, kneecapping people and big elbows in soft parts heads, and snapping yeah. legs and oh. going right for the eyes, you know. Yeah. Oh, and, um, that bathroom like- scene is a twenty out of ten. That is one of oh. the freaking best scenes in any movie. It is it never gets old. It is just outstanding. I might have watched it twice last night. (laughs) Yeah, it's scary and funny. It's a beautiful dance. And I got this. And that's I got this. (laughs) And he hits him. I can't get over it. I can't get over it. And it really plays like I mean, I go on about it all the time, but Cruz reaction shots are the best. Like he just knows exactly how to give you a tiny little flick the eyes into the camera and not not mugging, but did I just fucking see that? Wow. My favorite part of this movie is how small he is. And like, the, that's such a yeah. great thing to say, Sean, like in those moments, it's great. It's great. Tom Cruise. It's great. Jack Reacher, the character, mm. but then it's really great. Tom Cruise at the hotel when he sees that Sandy's dead, it's just mm. a look, a take away from camera. And then we're back into the action and we see this wonderful moment without it being acted or anything, just a hard man seeing that the world is bad again, and then it's time to, to get back into action. And, and I really loved his performance in this for that reason. God, that's well, a... I think it's great casting because Cruz can't play a regular person. Yeah, right. You couldn't have him play like a fun uncle in a movie or something. You know, he has to be this like Nietzschean Superman. So when he yeah. walks in the room, every you know, he's smarter than everybody, he knows everything, and you know, that's you know, I what I was heard he was playing the character. I was looking at the books. I was like, yeah, well, that's spectacular. Like, you know, he's he's almost like autistic because he's so rude to everybody because they're dumber than him. <laughs> right. Which but is just... great. Which is great for Jack Reacher because and Tom Cruise because the tension with Jack Reacher isn't that is he going to get it done. It's just mm-hmm. how is he going to get it done? And the yeah. books are like that too. Never for a minute do you think he's closed in. You're just like, how is he going to figure it out? There's no uh, danger really at all. And this is a, a good one. There are a few books that, that they could have, I thought, done a great job. But there's like a four pack in the middle where he's like in Nebraska and then South Dakota all going towards this, the, the current commander of the 110th MP, which is a woman who ends up being Kobe Smolders in Jack Reacher 2. So oh, they picked the that. one where they finally meet. But like, I wish there was a, that one was bad. And I saw it on my birthday. I was so excited and I hated it. <laughs> oh, it. I was like, everyone was like, well, if we're doing Jack Reacher for Rob's birthday, right? I'm like, yes. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but that could have been like a great franchise. He's, he's got like these three, three of the best books or three or four until we meet this woman where, we finally see, oh, could Reacher pair with somebody? And they didn't. Anyway, 
That's no, that movie sucked, man. Then they give him a fucking kid. <laughs> no, that second film was a really tough hang. And I was, you know, I think Ed Zwick is a really interesting filmmaker. And I really like, I like Last Samurai. I got a lot of time for that movie. You don't like it, Sean? You hate it? Oh, yeah, it's a little, it's a little much for me. It's, a, it's, it is, it's, a, it's very saccharine towards it, but it just has some moments that I just love. I just, it, there's some just great moments in that movie that just elevate it to me. And it's actually some of the early stuff where Cruz is just completely out of it and, and he's getting beaten yeah, up. Yeah, no, and... it gets overtaken, but that's one of those movies that gets hijacked by Cruz's ego, though. Like, yeah. I think my whole <laughs> review was just about the way his hair blew in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, but I, I got time for the Last Samurai, but I was like, uh, I don't know if I've ever even watched it a second time. No, I saw it once. I felt like it was a betrayal of what I want from a Tom Cruise movie because it looks so fucking cheap. Yeah, and I feel like like Cruise and I had even like the bad movies have this level of production value. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And, you know, old Hollywood professionalism. You know, you never see him in a half-assed movie, except that one was totally half-assed. It looked like, the, and it looked also, like a streaming show. And also, no offense, I've got to go and have a look at it because I – if you look at this cast, right, like, like of of the original Reacher, you got you got Duval, you got Werner Herzog, you got Richard Jenkins, and I know Rosamund Pike's a bit of an unknown quantity, and David Oweller, but like, whoever was doing that casting is completely on point. Uh, it's Mindy Marin, and she crushed because. The rest of the characters, the ones that make all of the small moments that make up a Jack Reacher novel and, and this movie, Sandy, Gary at the auto parts store, yeah. uh, Jeb Oliver, even Jeb's like third in command who gets his finger twisted to yeah. tag that amazing comedic dance in the bathroom. All of those performances are perfect. Even the mother who just sits like, kind of wasted oh i love the kind of wasted mom she's fantastic catatonic yeah there's something so great about her that speaks to like the rest of the film that there's like a a pretty you know 
working class loyal loyal vibe to like the way they shoot Pittsburgh, the way they shoot the people who are uh, like Jeb Oliver's mom, just instead of like fighting Jack Reacher and arguing with them, she's just like, I'm going to call my people and stay out of it is the same vibe as the end of the car crash where Jack, Jack Reacher walks into that group and they instinctually cover for him and the African-American dude gives him his hat and it's it's such a beautiful comp like that's the best tag to any car chase to me but also like a great tag about Pittsburgh and like at least the world that they're concocting about Pittsburgh it's filled with good people leading decent lives you know um, like like again you know very sadly all of the victims in the in the shootout to begin even the couple having an affair right who are yeah like they have a love for each other but when they cover up for him they're they're just instinctually like this guy is more us than them and Mm -hmm. i I just i loved all the bridges i loved the way he shot you know constructed every frame um the the we have to pause for a second rob that that tag on the car chase is just everything it's everything there is like and that's the other thing about the height i'm like forget the height how good is it that he just steps into a crowd and that great old old timer just gives him his hat and one of his mates with a newspaper also instinctively just stands in front of him it's just like fuck the police basically it's like we're not cops i just not a word is spoken it just happens it's like this is the best tag to any car chase because there's no like huge thing the car just rolls dallies you know down the hill and it's just that thing and then just sitting in the bus together and the exchange of no words just like smiling at each other it's just hands the half actor he tags the tag yeah (laughs) and he gives that actor such a beautiful moment of that small smile to be involved in this excitement you know, that shot could have just been Richard taking the hat off and passing by the cop, you know, but he he welcomes the city. And so in a movie that's very like and maybe this is wrong, Sean, but like it's very isolated and, and alone and a very empty. It's kind of like Dark City, like it's not a lot of hustle and bustle in a metropolitan area. The, the people that populate it are stylized, but believable and individual and quite pleasurable all the way through and and i love that choice but but i think it goes back to our point as i was just bringing it up before to talk about it and it reminded me the cast of never go back is a bag of shit like compared to this film like halt 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 withstanding i'll just say halt withstanding but almost everyone else in this movie who gives a shit they've got like three tv credits to their name where's the 70s icon where's the up-and-coming two british hot stars and then complemented by all these other phenomenal character actors like where where are they they're just not there it just doesn't it just doesn't work flat out the the yeah, whole and also like what rob was saying about that sense of space though that's why i'm always kind of disappointed by the last act when they go to the construction site because it's such yes. a vivid city and a place and then it's like oh now we're in the place where movies have shootouts and end like, yes you know it was so inventive and different before like even like like you said the car chase was so unconventionally ended no oh, now they all gotta i just check out around that point and yeah. and, and all the beats when that's Reacher the book goes, though yeah yeah and all but all the beats that where reacher goes and does his well so firstly the establishing of the the, the shootout from the 
the beginning of the film. And then all the beats of the city's geography of Reacher walking around and the topographic shots and then the cars on the bridge and the drive-bys and all that stuff is just so great. And the sunset at his back and him looking here and just all that stuff that's all wordless. It's just so good. It just feels fantastic. um, I mean, even, even to the, you know, when he's making his shots and, and Gunny starts tapping his foot just to mess with him after his warm-up <laughs> shot. He says play ball and he keeps tapping it and it cuts to Cruz and you can still hear the tapping for a while. It's so great. And um, uh, I'm sorry. I love the bullets in his ears for his, yeah. for his, for his, for his for to, to block the sound. Oh man. So good. Oh, the, yeah, it looks like it takes place in a place. That's why the, the Amazon show is so funny because even it's set in Georgia where every show is filmed, but what they shot it in Canada. some swamp in Canada. <laughs> it's the cheapest looking show. <laughs> There's all these houses with nothing on the shelves. Nobody owns a book. In this <laughs> There's this, um, the, that, the opening shot that, you know, that horrible slaughter, which is very upsetting and so beautifully and amazingly executed. But I, I did the, the Pittsburgh comedy festival in like 2013 or 14. And oh my, that's my friends from Pittsburgh who, who we text still constantly. I, I made them drive me by that PNC park at night and, <laughs> you know, made such a big deal out of it. And anytime I tech, anytime I reach a pilgrimage, texting, I, I throw up like, <laughs> I just throw, you know, that like uh, the the scope finding victims and, you know, my friend Stacey will be like Jack Reacher for the hundred thousandth time. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. Drive <laughs> me by where the like nanny so got shot. When I was there, I was like, oh, my God, this is where it happened, you know. Oh, please, please drive me past with a, with a really dedicated working class mom is, is walked her son to school every day. I need oh to go God. there. We did, we did like the Dallas Improv Festival and, and the f- first place was book, book depository. depository. Like we're going there. <laughs> and uh, It is I, a bit strange a that your country has literally an X to mark the spot of where a president was murdered just on the road. It yeah. is kind right of odd. Right on the street. Yeah. Yeah. It's very I've strange. never been there, but I've seen that and I'm like, an X? If I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, I wouldn't believe it. Oh my God. It's pretty dark. <laughs> It's pretty tough. Um, but you talked about this, this show. There's an actor, and I had to look his name up because he's a he's a Pittsburgh based guy. Um, I think it's, I think his name is, uh, yes, James Martin Kelly, and he plays Rob Farrier. He's the guy. He's the dad that Rosamund Pike goes and visits. Oh, he's great. And that's the one scene that, like, if you take a template of a scene that is going to pop up in every Jack Reacher movie, right? Like the person, the offsider that's helping Jack with the investigation is going to go have to visit a family and they're going to have to go to, you know, be in a space with these people. And that was one of the things when they're investigating in the show, there's this like amazing massive house of like the main guy who goes missing, the guy he goes to jail with. I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now, but, and I I kept looking at the house and getting distracted because it looked like a display home. But then last night when I was watching Rob, like James Martin Kelly, that house with his papers and his lounge chairs and his lounge room and even his front porch, like the, that sort of old brownstone house that he lives in. I was just like, this is 
if they can, if Amazon can divert some of the quazillion dollars that they're wasting and pissing away on the new Lord of the Rings series to Jack Reacher so that it can actually be filmed in whatever city they decide that they're going to film in for that year. Like, let's go shoot in this town, Dakota. We're going to shoot the whole series there. They'll get stuff like that that actually elevate the whole thing because that, that just one scene in one normal-looking house on a real location or one normal-looking diner in Pittsburgh, they, they just there's a, there's a texture that it makes it more rewarding because I think if you keep watching Reacher, Sean, I'm, I must have just been like, my brain switched off in that first series. Like I didn't notice any of that stuff. And I, when I watched it the second series, then it started to infuriate me. Like the, the, the production design, you know, cause I was like, I was like, Oh, like just little you didn't details. like the CGI billboards. There's just that stuff. Like I didn't notice it. I was just watching it. It must've been like sort of tired. It was a good, like consumable, watchable show. And I really enjoyed it. But then that, that stuff starts to weigh on you. Whereas you watch this Reacher and all those details stand up all that great deliberate, shooting on location all of it stands up all of those all of those things that classic style it just holds up well you've got the auto parts store as your zoom back i do right now. I mean, <laughs> I how do. often do you see a place like that in a movie in a hollywood movie you know like oh this looks like it takes place in america you know yes. <laughs> like an american sniper when they went to the auto zone or whatever i was like these are spaces you never see in hollywood films yes yeah you just don't the auto store how, which one and how how great was was he in that moment like god the picture of that grief was so authentic and specific and and also interesting like his fight to figure out if he should have this conversation and how and if it would do him any good or her any good and keeping his his grief and rage under wraps to continue like i mean put that against what you see in SVU or whatever that scene would come up in anywhere else. That, that man was tremendous to me. I thought at least. I love that scene. You, I forgot to mention that, that, that shot of him, Dave Oelio, his eyes, uh, his hand moving towards the, the, the gear shifter, Oelio's <laughs> hand just clenching, his hand clenching around it. Like that is just like, Sergio Leone 101, right? It's just, yeah. it's beautiful. And you're like, oh, I know, I know what this movie is and I love it. I know exactly yeah, what it's Yeah, and you get on. like the windshield view of the yeah. car backing up too, yeah. right? Yeah. And and like, oh, straight around shot. and then whips around. That's like, <laughs> and Tom's oh. stressed face, you know, when he throws in a reverse. <laughs> yeah, he's, but I love that he's driving that car. I love that he's absolutely howling in that thing. It's beautiful. This was the first time I remember doing his one of his pre-movie introductions too. It was like an AMC stub screening I was yeah. at, and it was like, you know, I'm Tom Cruise. I just want to tell you, I'm really driving this car. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Well, well, now he's just, you know, he's the see you at the movies. He's on a biplane. He's like, right. <laughs> it's the coolest thing. Well, this in the was whole ten world. years ago. He had to start small, you know. Yeah, <laughs> just start small, and now, and now. <laughs> This is how much of a Tom Cruise like a fanboy I am. It's like I I got I bought Top Gun Maverick on iTunes, which I don't like doing. I like to have the physical media, but I bought it on iTunes because I couldn't wait. And then yeah. it came with that bonus feature, and I was watching it on my 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 big screen. And I was watching it, and I actually called my wife from the next room. Hey, look at this! Look what Tom Cruise is doing. Look at him. 
And she's like, he's a lunatic. I go, yeah, I know. But he's our lunatic. He's our lunatic. He's great. <laughs> he saved movies. He saved them. He's the only one who could. John Hamm was on the local news this morning talking about oh. Tom Cruise, because I guess he's talking Fletcher or whatever, just here in LA. And he was just like, hey, man, just the way he enters the room is very cool. And he was very generous to everyone. It was a cool, it was a great experience. And I was like, that's cool, man. Because I think John Hamm's pretty cool, you know? Yeah. He seems like a good guy. You've seen Fletch, right, Burns? Yeah, no yeah, I liked it. It's good. Yeah. Oh, damn it, I haven't seen It's not, I don't know what's happening. In Australia, it's like not happening. And with the great- It's not rest- really happening here either. It's oh, in okay. 500 theaters and, and, you, and you can buy it on iTunes, I guess. But Okay, okay. Yeah, well, I was just going to say the trailer stunk. The trailer really is underselling. And then I started seeing people around like yourself. I think I saw your reaction. I was like, hey, he likes it. I like what he likes usually. So I'm like, oh, that, that sounds like it's good because apparently it was a great script and it, you know, it seemed like they had no, it's a bunch very of good relaxed people. and pleasurable. You know, it's not a great movie, but it's very, you know, it's very easy to like because, and it's the stuff we like. It's like the crime, you know, the crime novel structure of every scene he goes and talks to a different person and it's a different zany character. And, you know, you kind of move through the supporting cast and then eventually everyone's in a room together and you find out who did it. <laughs> That's a good it's not hard to movies. make these, right? It's, it's a good night at the movies. I don't, I don't yeah. get yeah. why they're so complicated. Um, the, the other movie I was thinking of, which, or another kind of character and, and movie that I've been thinking of recently, because I, I watched The Color of Money the other day after watching the last... The last movie stars, Ethan Hawke's terrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joan oh, Paul Newman. Yeah, Doco. Wonderful, wonderful. But it reminded me of The Drowning Pool, which is another mm-hmm. weird, like, which is very underrated, terrific, yeah. weird. It's almost like the best double feature for Inherent Vice ever, like the Paul Thomas Anderson <laughs> Inherent Vice, because it's zany and weird and, and kind of batty and cults and, you know, the weirdness of LA. Um, uh, but yeah, it got, got me thinking about that kind of, those kind of movies i'm just like these are great what 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 happened to people why can't we just enjoy nice things like jack reacher like this classic like elevating the classic kind of story structure everyone just has a good time i don't get it i think the studio idea is like it's not grand enough for something to justify a ticket like you need like more like chases or explosions or something and it's like i don't i don't need that i don't know yeah maybe that but also i think we've kind of been proven that like it does help to have an F-18. <laughs> it does help in the movie. <laughs> like those faces. It does help. I'm not going to lie. I saw it like three or four times. I bought it. I've already pre-ordered my Blu-ray. I've bought it on a uh, uh, video on demand because I just wanted to watch it one more time before I got the Blu-ray. You know, like it's, it's, it's happening. That's, it is what it is. Um, so, but it's okay. And and I'm ha- and I'll even ha- more gleefully watch him ride a motorcycle off a cliff to base jump. Like I'll even <laughs> more gleefully watch that too. So uh, maybe that was the answer. It needs to be an alien invasion. He needs to be in an F eighteen, or he needs to be doing something. At he needs to be on the side of a a jumbo jet, or he needs to, <laughs> or he needs to be flying his own helicopter through the New Zealand Alps. Uh, because it's the only country stupid enough to insure him. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that's, 
That's where we're at at the moment in cinema, but that's okay. I mean, is he going to get to a point where he's like, okay, I'm done trying to kill myself. I'm going to do a drama now. Like, I mean, <laughs> Well, that's the whole Paul Newman thing. It's just like when at some point, you know, 65 something, he's not going to be able to do this anymore. So it's like, well, like, can we then get the Tom Cruise verdict? Nobody's full years. Can we get those? Right. Like they clearly watched the color of money a hundred times before they made Top Gun Maverick. Like the, the, there's some, there's a harmony in those two movies that is very powerful. I watched it again the other day and I'm like, God damn it. They really, really did watch the color of money a lot to get how to, how to, how to completely revitalize a character and bring him back to who he is and all that. It's just all of it. The whole arc is like they, they had a template to work towards and they did such a great job harnessing that for that franchise. But man, I would love to see him do some verdicts. I would love to see him do some things down the track and just pluck out some new, interesting young filmmakers and give them Tom Cruise. But maybe, I don't know, maybe we never get it. Maybe he just wants to go to space and then die <laughs> in a movie. Well, I, I heard to space. that they're like I don't developing know. his character from Tropic Thunder as something. And I'm like, oh, God. I, I don't. I don't find that character funny. Like I have a thing with Cruz. Like I don't find him funny when he's trying to be funny. Like yeah. he's a great reactor, but when he's making yeah. a joke, it's painful. Yeah. But, but, but yeah. Th th that's BS Rob. I think that whole rumor, because he was like, and this is okay. the other thing he always says. He's like, when you're the star of the movie, when you're the protagonist, you have a different responsibility. He goes, but when you go and just do a guest spot, you can do whatever the hell you want. You can be wild. Like, you can go off the hint. You, you know, it's it's not your responsibility to carry the movie, so you can just do whatever the hell you want. Um, much in the same way that he used to with like Magnolia and stuff like that, he just go, I can do what I can go as far as I like, because it's not my I'm not the anchor of the whole movie. Um, but yeah, next few it would be nice to see maybe a warm down after Dead Reckoning Part Two. But I'm I'm a frothy. Tom Cruise fanboy. I'm going to go and see freaking those Mission Impossible movies multiple times. I'm going to enjoy the shit oh, out of them or rewatch them. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to watch them. I'm going to like them a lot. Well, I think Jack Reacher is so, it's so rewatchable too. Like every moment is great. It, the, the, the tone and vibe that him and the city put on the viewer, it's like a, it, somehow a very intimate story, even though it's like a big budget pop pop boiler like sean you were saying like a great throwback noir but it you know it, it had a lot of money behind it but it feels simple and beautiful and it's entertaining um did you i remember know, saying when it came out i was like you're gonna be watching this on tnt every hungover saturday afternoon yeah, <laughs> yeah. i wish we would <laughs> the... I wish we... it showed up on prime and i was like honey Look what we're doing. And she, my wife loves Jack Reacher. It's, it's amazing. She's the one who organized my Jack Reacher birthday for Never Go Back. And, and you never went back. You never was. went yeah. back to yeah. Never Go Back. The other birthday movie was Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which Great I was movie. listening to. Ten, yeah. ten years. Great movie. I was Terrific listening to your, movie. Uh, Well, that must have been a fun birthday party after that one. <laughs> for me... I'm like, wow, why is nobody into this? This is the greatest thing ever. Everyone's just like really, really somber and depressed at, at, at just the inherent betrayal of humanity that we all have for each other. And it's just like, and Rob's like, guys, 
Look at, yeah, look at that little smile he throws to uh, to um, uh, James. Oh God, what's his uh, James? Str no, Mark Strong. Look at look at look at what he does in that Christmas party. He throws him and breaks Mark Strong's heart with just a little smile. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, the devastation. Let's have cake. <laughs> yes, yeah. Hot dogs, baby. <laughs> anyway. I love Jack Reacher. I'm so glad that you thought it was, you know, important enough to to talk about with Sean. I mean, I dude. it's it's I will watch it all the time. Like you 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 just nailed it, Sean. Is like there are plenty of times you have a big weekend and you just like I don't really I don't have the capacity to watch something new or like dive into something that I'm actually going to consume because I need to watch it and you just need something on the TV. But I'm not. I know there's plenty of people out there that are like, oh, watch that 20 minute. And I'm not talking like a Mr. In between 25 minutes. I'm talking about like a, you know, someone watch a sitcom to death. I can kind of watch the old ones. Like I can watch Seinfeld and be very happy and binge it. But like, this is the perfect movie to just put on. If you don't know what to watch, it's just like, oh, okay, cool. I'll put Reacher on. Bang. I just, bang, just put it on. And then before you know it, I'm completely cackling. I'm having a great time and it finishes. I'm like, God, that was good. The score is phenomenal. The just the it's minutes, so like, good. The score, the score is so good. Straight away. You're just hooked. I'm like, yep, this was a good decision. I've never regretted it. So I think that that's what I can give a lot of credit to is just that it's never been a time, a single time I've put it on and gone, no, I regret that. I should have watched something else. I'm like, no, <laughs> that's exactly the right thing at this moment that I need. So it's worth talking about, I think. You're always like, do it here. <laughs> yeah. yes. Obscure line from the movie. All right. That, I love that. Me being I, Tom Cruise I, making a joke. That, that, <laughs> Rob just found the most, the most obscure quote from the movie. When he hit Sandy, you know? Yeah. I remembered. It was gross. It was a, That was a disturbing scene. Rob's like, guys, did you see? Jai Courtney, everybody. <laughs> Gentlemen, it's always a pleasure to talk to you both. Um, Rob, people who are listening to this Patreon want to know when Too Much Movie is coming back, and I've been telling them on our Discord where we've been going that the next one's Last Boy Scout because oh. it's one of your favorites. And then we're going to jump over and do JFK with Matt Zolazites um, is going to come and do a, a special episode on JFK. So we've got a couple more Too Much movies coming up, which is super exciting. And then you and I get to uh, talk to Sean uh, on Jen's podcast, which is super exciting. But is there anything else you want to plug? Your great show that has just come out. Do you want to give that a little plug uh, to people who are listening? Oh, the Glue Factory show. I think you can see it at gloofactory.com. It's a horse cartoon um, satire of capitalism for those of you who uh, <laughs> you want to take all the fun out something. of it you can describe it that way <laughs> for those who want to take a pass right away but there's a lot of fun people in it uh, myself, John Barinholtz, Pat Oswald Ted Danson, Nicole Sullivan Naomi Ekperigan uh, really funny, fun wonderful people, there's some, some good gross jokes Excellent. Sean laughed so if you look, and Sean is the uh, he is Bruce Willis from the Last Boy Scout in terms of film <laughs> criticism. So if he's laughing, you might you might want to. Laugh. It's a very funny show. I was going to give you a compliment there, but I think the 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 Bruce Willis from the Last Boy Scout of film criticism is a banger of a compliment. 
truly my dream tr- truly uh one of my favorite one of my favorite no bullshit authentic integrity voices of film criticism is one sean burns every time i especially see frothy gushing film criticism about almost anything i take his criticism like an antidote i'm like where is it where's burns on this i can't i can't deal with these fucking tweets anymore where's burns burns what would click. joe hollenbeck say about this <laughs> i'm oh, just let's go. i i go <laughs> i go to burns and i'm just like oh there it is okay yep all right it's okay it's fine it's fine but we can all calm down it's like... water's wet sky is blue hot bomb <laughs> Uh, and you know, Satan Claus is out there, you know. The I am very old. Yeah. <laughs> All right, love you guys. You're the best. I'll talk to you All soon. Right. Thank you so Good much for doing this. Talk to you soon. Good to see you guys. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.